0: so you wrote an article that you posted yesterday i think says this one simple discipline 10x my productivity made me happier than ever and helped me scale my company to five million dollars and more what is that one simple discipline
1: oh chris that that was the the hard stop we stand today the business
0: method. The business, With method. A the business method.
1: The business method podcast.
0: The business method podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses, and we are getting behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build businesses like this. On top of that, we also gather entrepreneurs at events and retreats around the world. This October, we are having our annual event in Thailand, Get Shit Done Live. It's 10 days of high-performance productivity, targeted collaboration, and rapid execution designed for entrepreneurs to get a lot of work work done in a little amount of time. Some say it's like 10 months of work in 10 days. There's a magic that happens when brilliant minds come together to push one another towards productive execution. That is exactly what this retreat is about. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That is thebusinessmethod.com now. Let's jump in today's show. The Business Method. Welcome back to the show, listeners. Today is the second half of an incredible interview with Kristen Chasmer, talking about how he used productivity hacks to scale his business to $5 million and live a happy, healthy, and balanced life. If you haven't listened to the first part of the interview, be sure to check it out. It was published right before this one. If you have, welcome back to the show, and let's jump back into the interview. Entrepreneur's systems, methods, tools, and tactics so now you've got a uh, number one bestselling book, Lose the Limits, Break, Breaking Limiting Beliefs, Become a More Productive You, and Achieve Everything You Want in Life. And uh, did you write the book after you uh, left or exited the real estate company, or is that something that was in process?
1: Yeah, that that started out as a, a personal, personal project for me while we were building the real estate development company. Um, I just... I'm really passionate about personal development and breaking limiting beliefs, and there's just something inside me that always said you need to write down what you're learning as an entrepreneur going through the process right now of trying to build a business. So that started out as a personal project, and it turned into something really awesome, and you know, I'm getting a lot of great feedback from it, but yeah, that that was in tandem with the real estate development company, and it just kind of came out of a I don't, I don't care if I make any money from this. I just feel like I need to get the message out there.
0: Let's talk about limiting beliefs. Um, I, I've worked with limiting beliefs for about 10 years, working on my own personal growth and I'm curious to kind of get your perception and your thoughts and then your philosophy and then your practice on limiting beliefs and overcoming them.
1: Yeah, I think limiting beliefs, everyone has them, um, the whole way through their lives and the biggest thing that I found, and I've been working with a, a performance coach for quite a while now to break limiting beliefs and kind of make better decisions and just, you know, up-level your personal development. And for me, limiting beliefs comes down to the story we tell ourselves and the parts inside of our own brain. Uh, the way, the way that my, my coach explains it is, is kind of There's a lot of different people in your head. And if you can imagine these other people trying to protect you, it it changes the game from, hey, I'm not good enough to, hey, there's a part of me that's saying that we're not good enough because they're trying to protect me from something. So the first step, in my opinion, to finding your limiting beliefs is, is starting to see what that negative talk is inside your head and realize that that's just a different part of your brain trying to protect you. And it, it turns it into not a negative thing anymore, but a, okay, well, thank you for trying to protect me, but I, I have it from here. Uh, and then obviously, that's a simplified version of it. But yeah, it's it's been fascinating to go through the study and the wor- inner work of trying to break limiting beliefs.
0: What are some things that we can do to continue to to break through that process? Because I have that too, and I use a system um, very similar where, you know, my limiting beliefs come up and, and they stop me from doing something or a wall or resistance comes up for whatever reason. And, you know, I, I realize that that's a, a protective mode or belief that came up for some reason in my life. Um, but sometimes they keep coming up, you know, even years mm-hmm. after. And I'm curious, like, what are what are some things that we can do to continue to kind of break through those barriers?
1: Yeah, yeah. For, for me, there's really two things. One is just on the foundational level, is just getting in touch with your purpose and and your why and doing a lot of self-reflection in terms of those things. Um, Some people would call it their dharma or their their truth. And if you can really create and identify what that dharma or that why is, it it helps break a lot of those limiting beliefs because it forces action. If you know it's a part of your purpose to do something, I find that you have a lot a lot more strength or ammo behind you to break through some of that limiting talk. And I, I go back to my my truth and my purpose a lot and reflect on it and reiterate it and really really do a lot of thinking about it because I feel like it is so important to pushing past a lot of the negative self-talk that I even have to this day and I'm sure everybody has. Um, so that's, that's one, Is just the foundational figuring out the purpose and the why. And then two is what I found as a tactical method is journaling on exactly what the negative self-talk is and looking at, are you saying you or are you saying I, uh, what what are the exact verbiage of these negative self-talks? And if there's any words that keep coming up, you know, one word that keeps coming up in my negative self-talk as I was going through this process was weak. For some reason, weak kept coming up. And what I would do at that point then is just mind map weak. You know, what does weak mean to me? And I would draw weak in the middle of a page and then I would start writing, what are other feelings that come out when I say the word weak or when I think of the word weak? And it it turned into this huge web of all these limiting beliefs that were around the word weak that really I was just kind of misrepresenting sensitive and emotional with weak. And I was identifying it as weak when really it's not, it's a strength. And Doing that process of mind mapping and journaling helped me actually break through and helped me discover what parts of my brain were saying things were weak when really they're not. So foundational why and then journaling on the negative self-talk a lot really uh, has really helped me in my life.
0: I like that. That's a really good point. How about any major limiting beliefs that have come up for you in business that you've had to break through?
1: Mm, Yeah, Great, great question there. Uh, I I think a huge limiting belief that I had to break through in the beginning um, of my journey in entrepreneurship was this whole, I'm not worthy of success or I'm not worthy enough for people to follow Like as a leader. Uh, That came up a lot as I was trying to grow the business. And I guess it, it, it came from a sense of insecurity or uh, lack of self value, I guess you can say, uh, and that that took a long time to understand that I do deliver value, and for the right people, you know, I can be that person that steps in as a leader. I think a lot of a lot of starting out entrepreneurs struggle with stepping into the role of being a leader, especially in our day where we have a lot of camaraderie and a lot of just some type of connotation about stepping into that shoes. Like, are you being an overbearing leader, a micromanager, et cetera? Um, that's definitely something I had to work through in terms
0: of being confident or feeling like I had enough value to be a leader in front of people. Mm, makes sense. I want to talk some about systems and processes that you use for your, your personal life. I, I have this I love systems and processes. I think they're amazing. We need them for business and we're all participating in some system one way or the other, <laughs> whether consciously or unconsciously. I'm curious, like for your personal life, what type of systems do you use to keep, maintain a good, good, well-balanced life and to continue to grow and learn and grow as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on the system process love. I, my mind automatically looks at everything as a system and a process now. Ever since I found out what they were, nice. um, so in my personal life, you know, a couple of systems or processes that I use to really help myself live a balanced and uh, centered life is one would really be a hard stop. So early on in business, I was working till two a.m., struggling, getting burnt out. You know, the usual startup grind that people think they need to pay. And I realized that I, I couldn't go on living like this any longer. So I made a hard stop where no matter what, at at that time it was 7, 7 p.m. every single day, I'm done with work. I'm not checking emails. I'm not checking team slacks. I'm I'm done working. I'm, I'm offloading for the day. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm not checking anything until 8 a.m. So it was, it was kind of this period of no work. And I initially was thinking that this was going to kill my productivity, but it actually made my productivity so much better because when I showed up, I was just a better, better person. I was a better image of myself when I was showing up because I wasn't burnt out. I was giving myself that space to debrief and re-energize. And that's one of the biggest systems, even to this day. And I'm sure my fiance appreciates it, you know, at no work after six o'clock is like a hard stop for me. And that's been one of the best processes that I implemented in my life.
0: I think I need to uh, take your advice on that because I, I I had that same workaholic mentality like work, 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 work. And I really uh, need to limit myself to, to cutting myself off at a hard stop because I know how powerful they are and you just enjoy life. More too, right? Mm-hmm. You, have, you have social more social time, more time to enjoy with your partner and and then also read and you know, work out and do all the things that you really should be doing anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, it's funny because everyone always that's the biggest hang up is well, if I'm gonna stop working, I'm gonna stop being productive. But mm-hmm. if you're replacing that work time with working out and reading and meditating and spe- spending time with close, close relationships. That all makes you a way better entrepreneur because when you're reading, you're growing. When you're working out, you're becoming healthier, and then you can think more clearly. Mm -hmm. When you're talking and spending time with close relationships, you're learning from those people, and you're able to emotionally connect, and that also makes you a better entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, good point. So you wrote an article that you posted yesterday, I think. It says, this one simple discipline, 10x my productivity, made me happier than ever and helped me scale my company to $5 million and more. Tell us, what is that one simple discipline?
1: Oh, Chris, that that was the, the hard stop. That's exactly, that- yeah, that, that's how strongly I feel about it, that people kept asking me you know, Hey, what is, what are your personal systems? So I, I just wrote an article explaining that and kind of going a little deeper into the science behind why it works.
0: Did you have any difficulty holding yourself accountable to that?
1: Yeah, for sure. In the beginning I definitely did. Um, but then once I started to tell the team that, Hey, this was, this is, this is what I'm implementing. Like you guys should too. It got a lot easier because then there's this social expectation that, if they're expecting you to not work at seven, then you feel like no one's expecting you to work. So for me, it was kind of this, let me tell people, and then that'll hold me accountable. It's a good way
0: to do it. Um, and
1: you slip every now and then, and that's okay too, right? <laughs> that's, that's, you, you don't have to be so rigid where you get you feel insanely guilty, but it's it's there to help you. Good point.
0: Any other productivity hacks that you have, Christian? Some of your favorite ones?
1: Yeah, productivity hacks. Um, it's old-fashioned, but I still write an hour by hour for my days um, on a Google calendar. So I'm, I'm extremely rigid about my time because as entrepreneurs, time is so important, where I, I find that when I have an hour by hour, it keeps me extremely focused. I got really deep into Cal Newport's deep work methodology and really focusing on Making the time in my day count, especially with the hard stop You don't have as much time. So you have to be more intentional about your time So for me just using a Google Calendar and literally writing an hour by hour for your days uh, Has made me a lot more productive because I'm not wasting a lot of time in this. What do I do next phase or this email checking? Uh, mentality
0: do you do that during your working hours or when it's off work?
1: Yeah. Great question. I usually do that. That's usually the last thing I do at the end of the day is check my next day and then create an hour by hour for it. So you're, you're kind of giving yourself that plan to win before you even enter the day. Gotcha.
0: Any other productivity hacks?
1: (sighs) Man, um, meditating, (laughs) which I know a lot of people say, but since I started meditating, I've, i felt that I've, I've just cleared my mind so much more and I'm able to go deep. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of brain fog nowadays since we have social media and we mm. have literally everything at the touch of the hand. Um, so meditating and just trying to keep a clear a clear mind. Like I don't check my phone past nine o'clock at night. So I deleted the social media apps off my phone. So if I have to do social media, it's very intentional. It's not the scrolling. So just any way to keep, keep a clear mind has been Really, the most important thing for me over the past year.
0: What uh, what type of meditation do you do in specific?
1: Yeah, so right now I do. I use Headspace, and I'll go through their guided meditations and also unguided meditations as well. And it, it's usually fifteen minutes a day, and I do it right after I work out in the mornings.
0: So you do a hard stop at seven pm. What's your um, what's your waking time? And then you do a meditation and a workout. And then what's your, what time do you start work?
1: Yeah, great question. So I lately have been waking up at 4 a.m. Then I'll, I'll make a superfood protein shake while I read for about an hour. And then I will go to the gym, which takes about an hour and a half. I do calisthenics training. I come home, shower, meditate, and then usually make some oatmeal with pecans, coconut, and some strawberries, and then I dive into work usually around 8 to 9 o'clock, depending on how long the workout was, et cetera, once my morning routine's done.
0: And then what time do you go to bed?
1: I go to bed, try to lay down around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and then I'm I'm pretty pretty good at falling asleep quickly after. So I try to get it. I try to at least be asleep by 10, 10, 15.
0: And how does that – that's a pretty rigid schedule. How does that play in your personal life? Uh, I think you're in a relationship do you ever have challenges with that type of rigid schedule and with your partner that you're in a relationship with and being flexible? Are you ever flexible with that? How's that work?
1: Yeah, that's a phenomenal question. Uh, my I'm lucky that my fiance uh, is on the same schedule. So she she does the same exact schedule as me. So we go to bed at nine thirty, ten o'clock. We both wake up at 4 a.m. We make our shakes. We read together or next to each other at a. Uh, for that first hour in the morning, and yeah, we are we are flexible. Sometimes we'll we'll sleep in a little bit. Sometimes we'll stay up a little later. But our our time to where we we hang out and we you know just connect is really from that like six to ten o'clock at night. Most of my nights are spent just being with my partner and doing whatever we want to do, whether that's reading, watching TV, going out to eat, just talking. So we we do create intentional space, and we have. Uh, sounds weird but it actually really works we have scheduled date nights uh mm-hmm. twice a month where one one night i'll plan it so it's on me to make the plans and then the next time she plans it and that that really keeps keeps the momentum going and it keeps the relationship from being you know too bland or too stale et cetera. It, it just keeps the romance alive for us
0: yeah that's i've done that before and that's a really really great uh system to use do you guys use an alarm clock or or what type of alarm do you wake up to?
1: Yeah, we just, I just used the, the regular alarm clock on my phone. Uh, I've been testing out playing now that my phone uses Spotify as an alarm clock. They connected finally. I've been testing out playing different playlists uh, on Spotify as my alarm clock, which is awesome.
0: Any sounds or songs in specific that you kind of prefer to wake up to?
1: Oh man, uh, I used... To listen to best day of my life by American authors <laughs> I used to have that as my alarm clock which was awesome um, but but a lot of other people do don't really like that because uh, it gets really repetitive if you listen to it <laughs> you know for a year straight you, t- you kind of wind up hating the song so I've, I've gone to now changing up the songs yeah, so that's I like really like hey just jolt me awake and get me up because I need to get out of bed where my fiance likes soft like melody that kind of lulls you awake so we we go back and forth with that that's
0: that's funny (laughs) that's cool man well what do you think uh so you've got the book you've sold the business um what's next for you man what's the next three to five years look like
1: so when i when i sold the business i i did that work i said hey you know what what do i love doing what am i passionate about what what would i do if i know i would fail that was the big question in my brain at that time uh, and it, it kept coming back to helping entrepreneurs live their best life. So I, I love helping people and I love helping entrepreneurs and build a life that they're truly happy and fulfilled. So I'm creating and I have created a company around that mentality. So it's elevate. And what we do is we help entrepreneurs make more money, gain more freedom and make a bigger impact by helping them systemize their business. And that's what that's kind of the project that I've been working on right now.
0: I love it, man. Anything about systems, which is phenomenal. I have this idea for a book about systems and business that one of these days I'm going to get around and write to. Maybe I should hire you actually to help me get that book out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe we can uh, we can co-create it. That'd be a, That'd be a fun project.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay. We're going to wrap up there, Christian. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing all your tips and tricks and all your wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. And if the listeners want to reach out and learn more about what you have going on, where's the best place we can do that at?
1: Yeah. Best place to do that is at my website, losethelimits.com. And you can go there or just hit me up personally. Always checking in, happy to talk to anybody and answer any questions.
0: Excellent, my friend. Christian, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for joining the show once again, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our annual Get Shit Done Live Retreat in Thailand. Both are designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done rapidly. And whether you need some personal coaching while working away at home or a retreat in Thailand where you can get out of your normal routine and surround yourself with other successful entrepreneurs, we have those options for you. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com and see you on the next podcast.